Hey folks, and welcome to Project Dreammaker. And I'm really, really happy today to have Amberly Grant with us. She is a personal financial guru. She does face, uh, financial talks on Facebook. She runs uh, a financial literacy group. Amberly, welcome to the show. It's good to have you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here and chatting with you. <laughs> now we we always in this in this show we, you know this is this is about people starting out or starting over. That's that's what it's for. Um, so let's let's tell me a little bit about your life growing up and and how that has shaped what you do now. Yeah. Uh, originally, I'm from the United States. I actually live back in the United States, but that's a long story to how I got here again. I was born in Los Angeles and then grew up in Ottawa, Canada. My, both my parents are entrepreneurs. My father owns an art studio and teaches people how to paint. And he's always said he's never worked a day in his life. Um, and my mother uh, did caregiving and tutored kids. I know that this is an entrepreneurship podcast or, you know, in that vein. And one of the things that, you know, when I was thinking about doing this, I was thinking, what has shaped me to become an entrepreneur? And there's a couple things that have come up in my life. Uh, obviously moving countries, I very much uh, identify with the idea of a third cultural ch culture ch child. Um, it means I'm adventurous, I'm open to new opportunities, I can adapt well to a society or place or people, um, kind of chameleon-like. And I find that that's really important as an entrepreneur because you wear so many hats, you need to be able to identify you know, needs and wants and then adapt really quickly. Uh, so that's been something from moving from the United States to Canada and starting a new life there uh, that definitely has shaped who I am today. Uh, something else that I found, uh, you know, I hadn't thought about this in years until I talked to you in our pre-interview and I had totally forgotten that I spent my first year at school in a wheelchair. So I had surgery on my feet when I was quite young and... Oh. I was that odd kid in school who had to have someone pick them up, you know, wheelchair to the bus, get on the bus, and then someone pick me up with a wheelchair off the bus. And this was grade one for me. Uh, and I think part of that has created this identity that I'm a bit different maybe than others, and that's okay, where some people are trying to conform all the time. I'm, um, I actually have problems sometimes where I'm, you know, I question too much or I'm not sure uh, if I agree with the way that society goes or, you know, customs and norms. And that, that was the first thing that came to my mind. All of a sudden I was like, oh yeah, wheelchair. <laughs> well, I, I think that there's, I know this, this is true for artists. This is true when I decided when I was in my early twenties, yeah, I want to be a writer, right? I want to be a novelist. And, um, and then, you know, becoming an entrepreneur, same thing is that you're always swimming upstream a little bit, right? You know, yeah. I think that, I think that that's a, I think if you don't have that as an entrepreneur um, or an artist, you have to realize you're sort of going against the grain. Yes. For, for, for people like um, who don't know this, uh, so Ottawa is a big time government town, right? Like that's the best yeah. job. Most people are happy. Um, I, I lived there for 10 years. They, they're just very happy. Like, so you get that job, right? Cool. But for you, you took a different path. And I had another guest on the show, Marcus Kasnich, who uh, just, you know, just decided to move to Los Angeles. And 
you have you and to, listen to me that's unbelievable um quick story and i've told this before but I, i'm 34 years old and i have a fine job and i'm in ottawa and i'm working as a writer but i'm i decide i'm going to go back to school so i moved to toronto for grad school and i end up in this house with nine other people and i think oh my gosh i've made this <laughs> unbelievable thing like this commitment right and i've yeah. moved four hours four hours in the same <laughs> damn province and i get there and I have, it's nine different, nine people from all different countries who are all students who moved countries. And right. I thought like I was making this huge move, right? As mm -hmm. a like born and native Canadian, I moved four hours and these people are coming, they barely speak English or they, they only speak it as a second language. Uh, it was mm -hmm. an unbelievable experience, but, but that experience of swimming upstream. So now you're, you're in high school and you're like, I, I don't want this. I, I want to do something else. So tell me how you got to Los Angeles. Great question. So when I was in high school, I had a lot of responsibilities. Uh, I had a lot of family life problems, um, some abuse and other things that I just didn't really want to deal with anymore. And responsibilities kind of put on my shoulders for a long time that I really wanted to escape, but I didn't know how to mm. until uh, two things happened. I went and saw my sisters in California for Christmas uh, back in maybe grade 11 at that point. And maybe grade 12. And I, I had never thought about moving to California in my entire life. And all of a sudden, one of them said, why don't you come down here? And I never, my little sister always wanted to move to the United States. And I thought that was a crazy idea. And I'm saying, don't, don't, don't poo on people's dreams uh, because they can make them happen. Um, and so I was, uh, I had the opportunity to chat with them. Them tell me like, you should come out to California. These are half sisters. They're um, same mom, different dad. Uh, and that just kind of planted a seed for me. I went, that was grade 12, that Christmas, so December, uh, you know, went through the rest of the school year. I also had tried to drop out of school at uh, the end of grade 11 because I just didn't want to do it. I was working almost full time at that point uh, at Loblaws in a bakery. I was coaching cheerleading. I was doing cheerleading uh, competitively. Um, I was, had another, oh, I was working uh, also at a restaurant as a waitress. Uh, and so obviously school just didn't matter to me. Um, and so I had that little seed planted in December. Okay. Uh, my dad's friend was going to get a car. She was getting a new car and the dealership would only give her $250 for her little 97 Hyundai accent. And I, she ended up giving it to my sister and I, and that, that like changed my life. I don't know where I would be if that gift hadn't come into my life. I had been saving money for years uh, because uh, it's just kind of in my blood to save money and be financially frugal just based on the, the life that I had led with my, my family and my parents. Uh, and I put $1,200 into it through a local mechanic that I knew and uh, literally just had one other person who was curious about going to Los Angeles hop in my car. Um, probably, I think I planned this over like a two and a half, three month period. I emailed my sister saying, hey, I think I'm going to come if I show up. Can I stay with you for a week while I find a place? Uh, they said yes. I packed my car and I left. Uh, and one of the things too with all of this, it's, um, you know, I didn't have a lot of support from family or friends. A lot of friends told me that my car wouldn't make it, I wouldn't make it, I'd be back in six months, uh, which can be the case with people. Uh, but I found it actually fuel for me to succeed and just show them all wrong. Wow, that's, that's amazing. I, I can't even... <laughs> I can't even fathom doing that. Um, 
but it just it, it brings to mind like goodwill hunting when they buy will a car and then he's like hey i'm just gonna drive to california gotta see about a girl and i, I just think that's crazy uh in yeah, a really it's like good a muscle way. <laughs> in a really no. good way you know uh, yeah yeah uh, like i said that but i think that then it it sounds like so the like the formation of um the entrepreneurial spirit right really starts there i yeah. mean i i would i feel like in times of my a number of times in my life i've swum upstream but I think I've just done it kind of in a little creek and it feels like you've done it in the ocean, uh, which is amazing to me. <laughs> um, so let's, let's talk about what you're doing now, um, your business and uh, you've talked about financial literacy. It's a, it's a big deal. I wish I had known um, you when I was a little bit younger, uh, a starving artist, <laughs> um, but Tell us how, how, like, what your business is and what you're doing right now. Yeah, I've got three folds to my business right now. So one is free content and information for people. I think it's so important for people to have access to financial literacy. So topics such as, you know, how to prep for buying a house, meaning, you know, how to get your credit score uh, to the point that banks will lend to you, uh, how to have a high yield savings account. So where should you keep your money if you're trying to save for anything in your life? Um, topics such as um, retirement, so in America, 401k, or in Canada, RRSPs, uh, TFSAs. So educating people on what those are, how they work, and how they can work for them. Uh, that's one of my, my biggest passions, is to talk uh, quite excitedly about these topics. Uh, and then secondly, I do coach people. So I coach people from, you know, people who literally make $200,000 a year trying to buy a house and have no idea what to do because they have, you know, hundred grand in their savings account making 0.01%. Uh, and, you know, they're just, no one knows what to do with their money. Uh, so I talk with those people. I have a, a gal who's doing absolutely fantastic. She's on food stamps. She's on, you know, Medicaid. She has, uh, she's very low income. And she's doing an incredible job at turning her life around and, you know, working towards getting a better job, uh, putting her money where she needs to put it. And amazing. so I do that coaching for everyone. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And then the third part is I actually have a community I've been building. So we do Zoom, uh, financial Zoom talks every Tuesday. I choose a topic. I have some questions that go out in the invite. So you can think about the topic before joining. And then uh, about 30 to 40 of us chat about that topic. It's a really great community too because we get to know each other really well, our situations. And actually there's a meetup going on in Chicago and then in Denver in July with these people so that they can meet each other in person since most of us are vaccinated. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. So, uh, so are, are you gonna go to the meetup in Chicago? I will not, no, I won't. Uh, but I will post the one in July. Oh yeah, because you're the one, in, you're in Denver, right? Correct, yes. Yeah, okay, all right, so now, when we talk about, you know, one of the things that that I know as a young writer that I experienced was um, how did like what what was the big struggle? And as for an artist, sometimes the struggle is, well, one, you're going to be bad for a while till you get good, and the other is just the rejection, right? Like right. dealing dealing with that. Um, in terms of for you and growing this business and the financial um, literacy work that you do, what's been the biggest struggle for you? 
Yeah. One of my biggest struggles, which I think a lot of young entrepreneurs and by young, I mean young in your business, not necessarily young in age right. uh, struggle yeah. with is, is charging Thank for you my for that. Thank you for that. Thank you for You're that. You're welcome. <laughs> the, the white is a very apparent. So, yeah, right. okay. I'm okay. a natural light. You can see mine too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd say charging for my services. I actually have to put a proposal out to a, a startup right now who wants my knowledge and expertise in regards to, um, you know, they just got like a million dollars in funding. What should they do? How do they run their business? What does their finance and accounting look like? Uh, and so they want me to come help them figure this out. And I need to put a proposal together on what to charge, you know, what's my hourly rate or, or a flat rate or percentage of the company. Uh, and I find that such a difficult conversation. Uh, in my day job, no problem negotiating my skill set and what I can do. But on the side hustle that I've been working on since I was 15 years old, because I've been reading finance books and understanding it and doing very well for myself with the very limited funds I've had, uh, I can't seem to charge people to help them. Well, yeah, that, listen, that I can relate to that. And, and again, our, our, my last guest, Marcus Gassinich talked about, he's a life coach and he said, how do, he said the biggest thing was for him, the struggle was, um, it's a commodity for, in his world, it's, it's consciousness, right? Like that's a commodity. Mm -hmm. He said, but creating that structure of how much do I charge for this? How much is that worth? I, you know, when I put out my writing course last year, how to write in 90 minutes, uh, it, I didn't know like that was that was a huge thing for me because I've been doing this for free for everyone <laughs> forever right like right. I, I, teachers uh, acquaintances you know and I talk about this in my course they would just send me like they would ask me can can you write this speech for me or can you do this eulogy or, or can you you know help me with this and so I just used to do it for free and now suddenly now I've been working as a professional editor for a number of years but but in terms of the courses, like, wow, well, I, the pricing it, right? Like, mm -hmm. I think that, I think, and it's important that we, and we talk about this because I think for young entrepreneurs, if you don't value what you do, nobody else is going to value it either, right? right? Yes. So. I totally agree with that. And I find it's really hard with family and friends as well. I have friends who come to me all the time for financial advice. I've had three friends buy a house and I was able to walk them through the process, the contracts, uh, things of that nature and and not that I would want to be paid for but truthfully my time is valuable and so when I say that I'm like no Amberly, you should get paid uh, but I have a hard time drawing that line and so I think that there is something in me now that's like okay even if it's twenty dollars right I have to charge something that I start feeling comfortable with having that conversation again especially with family and friends and right. then there, I can probably charge more what I'm actually worth and, uh, you know, what my services and time is worth. Right. Yeah. No, <clears throat> excuse me. The, I, I, I feel the same way. Um, and you, you always hope that people aren't going to try to take advantage of, yeah. of you know, of your skill set. But again, that was, I mean, in, in everything that I've learned from the people that I've walked through with the entrepreneur again, if you don't like, if we don't value, you know, what we're doing no, nobody else is going to either the right. early lesson for me with this amber lee was when I, I was writing and i had no success yet i didn't have any books out and the writing advice was always value show the other people that when you say i can't go out tonight because i have to write if you show them that it's important to you then they will start to respect your time and they'll be like oh no no steven's gotta he's, he's gotta write he's you know, why isn't he out with us? 
Oh, he's writing. Right. Oh, yeah. Is he working on another book? And so, it's, if it, and it's kind of in the same vein, right? Totally. And, yeah, I com completely <laughs> agree with that. Yeah, I. Um, so even in my experience, right? I have friends who uh, a friend of mine started her own marketing business, and I've actually. Uh, have got her services now. And I didn't even scoff at what she wanted to uh, charge me. I literally was like, cool, I'll write the check, send it out to you, no problem. And so I find it's interesting that I don't have a problem valuing other people's time, but valuing my own or asking others to value my own is a problem, even though I have clear examples that people will pay for it. Right, right. And um, that, I think that's a struggle for all young entrepreneurs. And, you know, and that's why we're talking about it because yeah. even one of my, one of my friends um, who's started his own business and he's really, really successful. He started about three years ago and now the way that he approaches it, you can tell that he knows how valuable his time is and he doesn't mm -hmm. have any issues with it. So uh, that is, that is a big learning curve. So yeah. for anybody listening, value your time. You are valuable, whatever you're doing. If you're making corsets, you are as valuable. So yeah. um, let's talk about the, the reward process for you. What, what is the biggest reward for you in, in doing all of this? So my entire life, I've all been like, I've uh, focused on building community. Um, it's one of my absolute favorite things to do is to get people who have like-minded interests or ideas together uh, to coordinate or collaborate or just honestly support each other. And uh, especially with these conversations now about mental health, uh, finding your tribe is really important. And so one of my most favorite things is my Tuesday night Zoom when I get to get online with 30 to you know 50 people. Like we have about 50 people who join every couple weeks to about a 30 people attendance. Um, so people come in and out uh, as they can with their schedule and talking with them now meeting up in person that would have never happened had I not actually taken a leap of faith and uh, tried something new that I really wanted to do for years uh, and then created a community around it. So I'd say that building community, seeing things um, in people's lives change like I'm not even it doesn't even matter to me if people really do save that money, but there's seeds that get planted in everyone's mind. So right. As I'm, yeah, as, as they're listening to a video, they might come back to it a year from now. And I've had that where people are like, oh, I saw your high yield savings account video and I didn't do anything about it then, but six months later, I finally opened it. And I've had literally that five people do that. And it's really exciting for me for them to make small little changes to their life. Well, I, I think, you know, it, the understanding that learning isn't linear and the jumps that we make yeah. uh, are, you know, it doesn't doesn't work that way, right? It's, it's one lily pad to the next. And so this kind of idea, we, I, it's the wrong idea that we teach in schools is that we learn this, we learn this, we learn this, and then, we, and then we're here, right? But the life lessons aren't like that. It's we no. learn this and then we, oh, that didn't work. Maybe yes. that didn't work. Oh, remember this? Yes. And, and so right. it's, a, it's, it's absolutely nonlinear. And I think it's important for young entrepreneurs to understand that the year and an artist too that you're not going to you know you're not you're not climbing up a ladder right yeah. you're you're jumping from from one as i said jumping from one lily pad to the next and that's the best analogy that i I've, I've seen used um if so let's let's talk about 
advice. If you, if I said, Amberly, you can, you're, there's somebody out there that wants to do what you do. And, mm -hmm. and on the show, I always say this, you can make it as specific as you want, like to your job or as a young entrepreneur or an artist, what would, what would your advice be to them? Yeah, I, I have a couple of pieces of advice that I keep in the back of my mind every single day and every week. Uh, one, I love, I've never seen this movie, but I love this quote from this movie called We Bought a Zoo. And it's this idea that there is only, you only need 20 seconds of courage. And what that means is it takes 20 seconds to approach that person, put that video online and press record, um, send the email out to your employer, whatever it is you need to do, it takes 20 seconds of courage to do it. And that to me has really guided me in taking leaps of faith. Uh, the other thing that I find really important is who do you want to be in five years? So if you think that the life that you're living right now is something that you don't uh, necessarily enjoy or you think you can do more, who do you want to be in five years and start taking small steps to become that person? And then the last thing, just do it. Like everything I've done in my life is just a quick yes. All right, let's just do this. Yes, figure it out. And then, you know, build the parachute on the way down. <laughs> yeah, the... the yeah, the Nike. I, I I have seen that movie. By the way, it's a Matt Damon movie. Correct. Uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty cute. Um, I didn't. I heard that quote, but I didn't know it was from that movie. And so, mm -hmm. but it the the concept of like is is basically overcoming your fears. Like like is that me? Oh. No, sorry, my roommate just dropped something down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, I was, I, I don't know. I was worried about my mic. I was like, what's going on? My cat is asleep. Um, so the, the idea that, the idea that, you know, if you, it's not like 20 minutes of insanity and 20 minutes of courage are very, they're linked, but it's yes. the idea of, right, of being fearless and, mm -hmm. and thinking, well, what's the worst thing that could happen, right? Somebody says no, or yeah. it does, if this doesn't fly. And I mm -hmm. think that that, the fear factor is very real for entrepreneurs. Yes. Because you're going to have people say no. That that is just just like it is for young artists. There are going to be people who are, are going to reject what you do. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that what you do has lost any value. It just right. means, right? It just means maybe your approach was a little wrong or maybe um, maybe your packaging isn't isn't correct. Right. Um, or they're not the right person for you, right? They're not the yeah. right person for you right now. And that person might come back to you in a month or a year, and then they want to work with you at that point. So it's not even that it's, that's something about you. It could be about them as well. Their own fear all of a sudden is now connected with yours, and you're both trying to you know, navigate around, oh, I don't want to say yes, but oh, man, I don't want them to say no, that type of thing. Right, and, and, and if you want to extend that out, um, let's say you're you're a writer and you're, you're sending books to a publisher and they say no that doesn't mean the book isn't any good right, right? It, it, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't mean that at all it means right. uh, well the publishing industry is a bit of a mess right now but in terms right. of it just means you know it's it just doesn't fit with them but that doesn't again mm -hmm. negate the value so it's i just i always want to bring that up here because on the show yeah. it just seems if we can just overcome those fears it, it changes everything, right? Yeah. All, yeah. all the successful entrepreneurs I know are fearless. 
right? They, 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 they just, you just wade through it. Like, you know, and, I mean, and I want to even correct that is, it's not that we're fearless it's that we feel the fear and we keep going, right? It's good. Feel, yes. Fear is yes. there. I, I am always afraid of what people might think of me. If I say the wrong thing, I'm a bit quirky sometimes in my videos and, uh, it turns out that's one of my best traits in the videos, but I didn't do that <laughs> in the beginning. And you know, I'd be like, Oh my God, what did I just do and say? And then you get feedback from others and you're like, Oh, this is just me. And so that fear is always present. It's just how do you handle it and what's the stories you tell yourself in your mind to get over it right. or even just to keep moving. Right. Yeah. You're, no, I can, I can tell, like, just, just talking to you, uh, I can see why you would create a following with your, you know, your honesty, your transparency, your passion. Um, that's, it's, it's pretty evident. Um, Thank you. Before we, <laughs> uh, before we go, um, if you, if you, if there anything else that you would like to add, something um, about your journey or um, some advice that that you would give, or something else about where you're going or where you, you know, something that you think might help um, some of our listeners. Yeah. So one thing that I haven't mentioned here, but I think it's very in parallel with going out on your own, doing your own thing. Uh, you know, I think we mentioned at the very beginning, kind of going against the grain, is counseling is one of the most important things you can do in your life. So taking care of your mental health, understanding why you're making decisions and how you're making them. So whether that's just a coach, like a, I've had really great success uh, with uh, essentially like a mindset coach, uh, understanding what are the thinking patterns that I'm going through, uh, where are my limitations? Um, you know, again, that, you know, feeling the fear, but how do I re, uh, re-engage that idea or word even of the word fear and how can I change that in my life? Uh, and then I've been personally in counseling for over five years now and have found it amazing for not only my communication with people, um, counselors can really help you for future decisions. So if I'm going back home and seeing my family and I find a lot of that triggering, uh, we can kind of wade through situations and say, hey, how should you handle this? Like, you know, this conversation you might have to have or this situation and what are your boundaries? And I find mental health counseling or coaching can be one of the greatest factors at getting you to the next level of your life. That's good. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And, um, that the whole idea of understanding patterns, right? Yes. It's, 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 it's hard when you're in it to know why, like, why am I doing this? And I mentioned yes. this on other like, why do I keep getting in the same destructive relationship? And, or why do, why do I, I continue to include toxic people in my life, whether it's family or, or friends or whatever. And I know people are thinking, wait, what's this got to do with being an entrepreneur? Listen, if, right. if you can't identify patterns, yeah. then, then you're not going to be able to get out of your own way. Yes. Right. And so if you can't get out of your own way, if you can't step back and the analogy I would use Emily is, is in my writing course. And I, I talk about this is the one thing that writers need to understand is that your first draft is your first draft. It is not your best draft. And, right. but you, you lose sight of a piece when you're in it and when you write it. So right. you need to, you need to step back. Even mm -hmm. I tell this to people, even if you're writing a blog, which is the most casual form of writing, Right. You should wait a day or two, go back mm -hmm. to it, and you'll find all the mistakes because you have a fresh set of eyes. 
That's essentially what counseling is, right? So when I write a novel, I will put it aside for a full month. Yeah. And, and then when I come back to it, now I see things. And to me, that's what counseling is, right? Like yeah. it's a fresh set of eyes on a life that you're in. And, yes. Right? Yeah, I, I totally Wise agree. words. Yes. <laughs> I, <laughs> totally, I totally agree. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in there with you. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, listen, this has been um, terrific. I'm, I'm so happy that you came on the show, and I, I know people are going to get a ton out of this. Let me ask you, how can people find Amber Lee Grant? How do, how do they find you? And we're going to put links below, but yes. what would you – where would you yeah. like to find you? In the links below, you're going to get access to my uh, new business Facebook account. So that one is going to have uh, free content for you. So feel free to browse my videos and uh, see my really weird quirky wave. Uh, that's going to have anything again from real estate, high yield savings account, uh, how to save money for a vacation, uh, how to use your credit card points for a vacation. So we'll have a bunch of videos there. Uh, if you would like to join my Zoom group, uh, feel free to contact me there with your email address. And uh, as we get room into the group, I will add you. Um, and then eventually courses will be launched, but that will be in 2022. That's amazing. No, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And so we'll put, like I said, we'll put the links below. And yeah. everybody should be, listen, I... <laughs> And I, I have a I have an email list and I and I do a whole you know I give away a ton of free content on writing and one of them I talk about being a starving artist. I I chose to work as a youth worker because I wanted time to write, right? Yeah. Because it's a it's a it's a good job, but it's a job that at the end of the day you leave. It's not like teaching where you're going right. home and marking and stuff, right? Um, but there were a lot of times, and like I'm talking about in my 30s when I would look at my bank account and there'd be a couple hundred bucks in there and I'd be like, how am I making it to my next paycheck? Right? Yeah. Paycheck, paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm saying that because for anybody listening, you probably need to contact Amberly, And so she can help you with that. Cause I know you just moved into your, your new home, right? Correct. Yeah. My floors aren't even done here. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Anyway, listen, this has been awesome. And I'm so happy that you came on the show. Um, and for everyone who's listening, we'll see you guys next time. Take care. Thank you.